This is Anna from the Pop Prison Power Podcast, and this is the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 272 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host this week, only got one, and it's the expert, Mr. Marquis Markellis Reagans. It is time to kick some dicks. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield, is still away on assignment, so it's just me and Markellis today. Pure testosterone fury. <laughs> As you listen to So Wizard Podcast, two friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we're going to talk some nerdy news, and then we've got some interviews straight from the floor at New York Comic Con, and then we've got a review of Zombieland 2, colon, Double Tap. Before we get into all that, how are you doing, Mark? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm a little bit under the weather. Uh, I uh, took some time off. I had some time to uh, burn uh, at my job because I wanted to finish the projects that I'm working on, and uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm coming along really good with them. But then, like the the time I I put aside to work on those, I got sick. I just started to come down with something. So, luckily, I was able to work. I get a lot of my work done from the comfort of my bed, which is really cool. Uh, I'm still working on it now, and now I'm just trying to get better for Bing Con and Rhode Island Comic Con. Uh, but other than that, I'm doing pretty good. We got some new Star Wars coming soon, so that's always a good thing. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I am uh, just, you know, the normal. I haven't really doing anything exciting, just exhausted. Uh, you know, my job is very tiring on a normal week. And then we had a somebody on vacation last week, and somebody else had some issues they had to call out. And it was just, we're understaffed and running around like crazy, so... <laughs> It's really all I've been doing is, is sleeping and working and sleeping and working and fitting in a showing of Zombieland 2. So. <laughs> <laughs> has, has work got a little busy with the uh, seasons changing? You know, with uh, uh, Not yet, but very soon. <laughs> yeah, you can you can sense it on a, on a horizon? Yeah, we started getting in Christmas stuff um, and we started getting in Thanksgiving stuff. So we have pallets of uh, stuffing and cranberry sauce mm -hmm. ready to rock. Ready. <laughs> once, <laughs> once the displays change and uh, after th after Halloween, and then uh, we already started getting advent calendars and other crap too. Yeah. So mm -hmm. uh, eight weeks of hell is coming. So mm -hmm. eight weeks of stuffing <laughs> in Turkey is what I hear. That's, <laughs> that's all I hear. That's like one day. <laughs> it almost makes up for it, but it's only one day. Uh, so. Seriously. All right. So uh, yeah, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more? So is your podcast. All right, so everybody can go to soulwizardpodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. You'll find movie reviews from yours truly, Netflix and Amazon and Hulu streaming picks from our buddy the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, you'll also find our merchandise there. You can purchase some of our Soul Wizard podcast t-shirts. Look good while you're representing our show. Uh, another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. Go to the website, click on the Amazon logo, get your products and that way you'll be helping out our tiny little show here uh, you can also follow us on our social media links that are on the website page facebook twitter and instagram you can subscribe to us on apple Podcasts. Uh, give us a five-star review while you're on there you can also find us on the stitcher radio app for your tablet or smartphone podbean google play music iHeartRadio, spotify r.i.p podcoin uh, we also have a YouTube page with tons of new content that is going on there. Shout out to everyone in the Geek World All-Stars Podcasting Network. Back to you, Joey. I hardly ever am offensive or creepy. Do you all hear me out there in Dimension 1218's Earth? <laughs> Oh, that's a classic. All right, what's going on in the world of nerd, Mark? What are we talking about this week? Yo, pump it up. It's 
So this week in Nerdy News, there wasn't really a lot of big things that happened. Uh, a movie that I feel like we're going to be talking about for the next three years on this show. So you might as well get comfortable, get used to it. We have to go back. All right. So even though it's not technically part of the DCEU, I feel like they're going to warm its way in there. We got some casting right now. Uh, we already got our boy Robert Patterson, Patterson, Pattinson. As Bruce Wayne slash Batman, uh, there was talk of Jonah Hill joining the project, but he bounced. He's out of there. But we did get our new Catwoman. Ladies and gentlemen, 2020 Catwoman is Zoe Kravitz. She of X-Men First Class, Mad Max Fury Road, Fantastic Beast, and something something. And... uh Something else that I saw recently, and no, I can't I can't think of it right now. But, Your uh, dreams. <laughs> she's a cutie. Oh, in a uh, kin. That's it. K I N. That movie that wasn't all that good. Oh, I thought it was part of the Barbie cinematic <laughs> universe. <laughs> Ken strikes out on his own. No, no, no. This one is a K I N, and she was really good in that movie, though. She really impressed me. So uh, yeah, Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman. I think it's perfect. I'm following along in that Eartha Kit type of vibe i'm totally down with it uh joey what do you think about miss zoe as catwoman um yeah hell yeah bro <laughs> <laughs> she's hot as hell and uh she's a good actress so i don't know I, my main concern is how many goddamn villains are in this movie eh, that's it uh, don't worry about that <laughs> don't worry about that we don't worry about that right now we won't worry about that all right uh, well thank god that was the only casting for a villain that was announced so we won't worry about it that's right thank god it's only batman and catwoman oh wait oh i'm sorry hold on this just in there is another casting uh it looks like paul dano he of american beauty maybe no wait little miss sunshine yeah he was good in that one uh he is going to play the riddler he strikes me as someone who can definitely pull off a role like that uh, I um, really liked him in Little Miss Sunshine. I think he has a, a really good. Uh, oh, he's in that that Beach Boys movie too that came out a little while ago with John Cusack. Uh, I forgot the name of it, but uh, yeah, I think he's cool. He's a cool little independent actor. Joey, how do you feel about Paul Dano as the Riddler? I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I couldn't. Well, you just mentioned him, but before you just mentioned him, if you had put a gun to my head and I didn't have my phone to look up IMDb, I couldn't have told you a, a single movie he was in. Yeah, he's not like he does like a lot of independent movies. I I want to say he was in um, There Will Be Blood with uh Daniel Day Lewis. He's like he's that type of actor. He's in those artsy independent movies, Academy Award nominated movies. He's in those right types. right up my alley. Exactly, exactly. So <laughs> he's trying to get a little bit of that superhero money. So him playing a Riddler, I think, is pretty dope. Um, I'll I'll defer to you on this. If you think it's good, then I will allow it. Because I don't know anything about this guy. He looks pretty wimpy, so I don't know. Nah, he's the Riddler. He doesn't have to be. It's not like he's Bane or anything like that. <laughs> he just has to tell riddles. <laughs> exactly. He has to fight. <laughs> um, yeah, that's cool. I, I'm just really worried about how many villains they're announcing. Hopefully this is it. But it's 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 scary. Scary. I guarantee there's at least three more villains that they're going to announce. Um, <laughs> it, it's based on, it's supposedly based on or inspired by the long Halloween. In Long Halloween, there was a bunch of villains, right? Yeah, but that's a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a comic book movie. If you're, okay. if, if you're gonna rob from the, if you're gonna rob from comic books, you know, at least get the story part instead of, uh, you know, instead of being a director just that just throws the comic books down and said, "Hey, let's film this picture," you know, and just throw that up on the screen. At least, excuse me, at least follow some of the, uh, the good story elements. Long Halloween is supposedly a classic story, so. If Batman has to work his way through different villains to solve a mystery, I think that's cool. I'm down for that. Well, it's a good director. Uh, all the casting has been on point so far. So fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Okay, so then we also got our look at a new trailer for a movie that we kind of talked about a little while ago. Uh, but Valiant Comics is getting into the big screen cinematic adaptations comic book adaptations and they're leading away with vin diesel is bloodshot uh we got a look at the trailer it dropped uh relatively recently and uh you know it's like it, two o'clock in the morning yesterday <laughs> and I, I don't know joy what, what are your thoughts on this trailer dude uh oh boy 
you know, I was pretty excited for this. Um, I'm not going to say that I'm like this huge bloodshot fan. Like I don't have like full runs of bloodshot in my long boxes here, but, uh, it's cool character. Uh, Valiant is usually pretty on point with quality comic book wise. Um, I'm always a fan of B C D E F G characters getting their shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was, I was pretty interested. That being said, this trailer looks terrible. What? It looks like generic action movie number 5,643, desperately trying to get Chinese money. Fool this man! Doesn't even look like Bloodshot, and he's not white. He's in a big red circle on his chest. Yeah, it's that's, terrible. <laughs> that's your defining like point? It, it he's not a white like a dude? just looks like a generic movie. Oh, God, if only we can get a superhero movie with a white dude in it. Jeez. No, he's not... <laughs> Like white, white, not white. White always got to be about race with you, Mark. <laughs> oh, you mean like uh, like Skeletor white? Oh, my my bad. <laughs> Skeletor is blue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Frank Langella as Skeletor white. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was going to say, in in the He-Man universe, people are very race blind <laughs> because they replaced He-Man with a blue robot with orange hair, and no one noticed. <laughs> They're post-racial in Eternia. <laughs> Uh, they want more colors. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Love what you're doing with your skin, He-Man. Um, oh, uh, anyway, yeah, this looks generic as fuck. Um, maybe they're holding things. I was going to say maybe they're holding things back from the trailer, but I felt like I also felt like I watched the entire movie. <laughs> no way. So I, I don't know. I don't know. It just feels very, um, please give us your money, China action movie. I don't know. I just I just couldn't get into this at all. And I was really disappointed. Some of the effects look cool with the blood and stuff, but it just looks so generic and it's not a generic storyline. And I thought this was supposed to be the start of the Valiant Cinematic Universe, which I know we now know it is not because of Sony only having the uh, here we go again. Sony only (laughs) having the rights to one character and all the other rights being at Paramount. But um, I just was really disappointed. I got to tell you, I was pretty disappointed by this trailer. Well, I could not disagree with you more. I think this movie looks fucking amazing. And I'm not even I'm not even being facetious. I'm totally serious. I from you know, from the first like couple of minutes, I don't know, first like 30 seconds, 40 seconds. I'm like, "Oh, this is like a typical guy gets killed, he gets brought back and um uh and he ha- he has memories of like his past life and now he wants to go and get revenge uh on the people that did him dirty." You know, it's like RoboCop, um, like exactly like RoboCop, but that's not it at all. There's a lot more to the story. And when they show that it's how they're manipulating him to kill these certain people, I thought it was awesome. And then when he comes up against the guy who has like the, the iron spider arms, come on, come on. Plus, Vin looks like he's been, you know, he looks like he's a lot more in shape than he did in uh, Re- the return of Xander Cage. You know, it looks like he's, he's actually been working out. For this movie. I forgot that movie even existed. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Yikes. <laughs> um, but I think this movie looks really cool. Looks like there's some money on it. Uh, they, they, they put a little bit of money into it. And it looks like, I mean, yeah, it looks like a B movie, but it looks like like a fun B movie. Like a movie that uh, has like all of the ingredients of being like a really good popcorn flick. And then giving you like a little bit extra um, that you're not expecting. Guy Pierce in it too? Oh, yeah. So I think it's awesome, dude. I'm The ready. star of Lockdown. Hey, the star of Memento. Like, right? You put some respect on his name, Guy Pierce. He's the man. LA Confidential. Don't make me. Don't make me. So yeah, I'm I'm totally down. Totally down for Bloodshot. I am there. Day one uh, drops in February. Well, obviously we're gonna go see it anyway. But um, I just hope Bob Layton gets a nice check from it. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, he's a really cool dude. Yeah, I want this movie to be successful just so that guy can get a little bit of something. Yeah, he's a really cool dude. And uh, our our buddies that we were hanging out with the New York Comic Con critics did a nice little interview with the director and producer, and uh, the inspiration behind some of the stuff, uh, behind some of the uh, the aspects of the movie. Uh, when I saw the trailer, I'm like, oh, I know exactly what he's talking about. So yeah, I am totally ready for this movie. Buy my tickets now. <laughs> All right, I guess I'll put it on the list. Yes, you just made the list. <laughs> As for you, Vin um, Diesel. Unless uh, the iOS next iOS update eats that list off my phone. So. <laughs> As an aside, I'm bitching because I updated my iPhone and for some reason it ate 
I have all these lists in the lists app that like have things I need on them, like passwords and the entire podcast planned out through December. And like I have every single movie I've seen this year and my rating for it. So I can keep track of that stuff. And it deleted that. Can't you just like get it from the cloud or something, something like that? I don't know. I I don't, I could go back and listen to every episode too, but you know, (laughs) yeah, I'm not an Apple guy at all. So I, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, but uh, good luck with that. I got, I got, as you like to say, the uh, poor people's phone. So <laughs> I got, I got all my notes. <laughs> all right. So yeah, so that, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it that happened this week in the news. Awesome. Well, as we record this, the, uh, Star Wars, fuck, what's the name of it? Star Wars Rise Return of, of Return of the Skywalker. <laughs> Rise um, of Skywalker. Attack of the Emperor. <laughs> Whatever. Star Wars Episode Nine trailer will be dropping while I'm at work, so we are not going to talk about it this week, but we'll definitely talk about it next week. Uh, I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, Mark, are you excited? Do you have hype at all for Star Wars right now? All right. So it's funny you should say that. So all day I'm like going to all of my my friends at work who I know are Star Wars fans. I'm like, are you guys ready for Are you ready to buy your tickets? Are you psyched for Star Wars? And it's like, no, nah, nah, yeah, I'll, I'll get it when I get it. Uh, you know, like no enthusiasm at all. And suddenly I felt like um, Will the Wise in uh, Stranger Things season three. Like I'm standing there with my my po- big purple pointy hat, my wizard's uniform going, let's play Dungeons and Dragons. And all my friends are like, no, nah, now nah, we're, we're, we've, we've moved on. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm psyched for it. I am psyched for the trailer. I'm psyched to get my tickets. I am so ready for this movie. I can't believe my level of hype. For this movie. Yeah, I am super duper excited. I don't care. I love Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to buy my tickets tonight, though, because I honestly have no idea when I'm going to be able to see it uh, schedule wise. But uh, I'm, I'm all in. I'm ready to rock for this. So hopefully the trailer is good and doesn't look like doo doo feces. I don't care if it's just like a green screen with the word star and war. Not even war. It's just war. <laughs> like, it's written in marker on it. <laughs> yep. I like sold. <laughs> Give me two tickets, please. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with some interviews straight from the floor at New York Comic Con. The biggest show in the smallest state returns November 1st through the 3rd. Join us in the family truckster to the Griswold Family Reunion featuring Chevy Chase. Meet legendary comic book artists and cast members from Game of Thrones, Stranger Things, Star Trek, Marvel, and more at Rhode Island Comic Con. Presented by Cardi's Furniture and Mattresses. Buy tickets now at ricomicon.com, the Dunkin' Donuts Center box office, or any Toy Vault location. And we are back. All right, Marcellus, what do you got for us from New York? Uh, so it's just a mixture of a few different uh, interviews I did on the floor. Uh, we got a mixture of some of our friends, uh, Hector Rodriguez and Keith and Amy Gleason. Uh, just, you know, I just wanted to get their opinions on uh, what they thought about New York Comic Con. Uh, a mixture of some independent artists. You guys know I love to find independent artists uh, whenever I go to a convention. Uh, so we got Henri Compen. And Nori McAdams. Uh, both of them are doing really incredible types of books, and you will hear their stories. Uh, and then we have a little bit of a chatter with some uh, established artists, uh, Ben Slabeck and Dirk Manning. I was very excited to meet Dirk Manning because I love his book Hope, and I was very excited to pick up the other issues for that. Uh, so, yeah, so here we go. These are some interviews live from the floor of New York Comic Con 2019. All right, WizKids, Marky Mark, So Wizard Podcast, New York Comic Con 2019. I'm here with our buddy, Hector Rodriguez. Hector, what's going on, man? What's up, man? All right, now, New York, I've seen you a couple of times here in New York, man. Why don't you tell the listeners what it is about New York Comic Con that you love so much? Well, I, the variety, you know, that's a lot of stuff. Like, if whatever you're into, they got it here. So, I mean, if you've never been, you need to. All right, now, you got anything new that's going on as far as, like, the artwork? I know the stickers I love. I'm Actually, I might have to pick up a, a few more stickers today. But what, what else do you got going on, man? I've got prints. I've got metal prints now. Oh, um, nice. I'm working on book six for Hell's Blood, which I'm hoping to be done by January mm-hmm. because of so much stuff going on. But, yeah. you know, I, I try to keep myself busy. Nice, nice. All right, man. So if people wanted to follow you, they wanted to pick up some of your stuff, man, where can they find you at? Um, Facebook under either Hero mm-hmm. with a Sarah at the end. Yep. 
or Hero Arts. They're both on Facebook. All right. We'll throw that on the So Wizard Facebook page, too, so you can check that out. Hector, my man, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us. You have yourself a good con, man. Thanks, man. All right, kids. Marky Mark, So Wizard Podcast, New York Comic Con 2019, and I ran into our old friends, Keith and Amy Gleason. Uh, you might remember they were, uh, or we had them on the show um, when we were talking about uh, one of the older movies from before. Uh, yeah. I don't remember what, which yeah. one it was, but we definitely mentioned you were talking about Plastic City Comic Con uh, a couple of times. So now you guys are on a big stage, New York Comic Con. Tell the Wiz Kids what do you think about New York. Uh, let's start with you, Keith. New York, I mean, it's it's easily the biggest show. I think, as last I heard, it's like bigger, as big as San Diego now. Really? So it's it's you got to be here, you know. It's like one of those places, you know. It's it's the happening convention, you know. Everybody's here with their exclusives, including us, and um, you know, it's just one of those places you got to be every October, you gotcha, know. Gotcha. And uh, Amy Amy loves it, and I'll let her explain why. Oh, yeah. It's like a different caliber of Comic-Con, you know, because we go to a lot of like two-day and three-day and they're fun and there's lots of people, but there's just something about the Javits Center and the big names that are here and the big companies that are here mixed in with like the indie guys and the smaller vendors. It's it's just such an event to yeah. be here. And there's so many people. It's... <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, you don't yeah. see like the same person twice. Yeah. It, it, there's just a constant flow of human beings who are interested in the stuff and buying things and selling things and standing in line for exclusives. And it's just, it's an event. Yeah, that's something I'm not used to, the yeah. exclusive stuff. Because I, I almost got run over by a nerd stampede today. Oh, oh yes, when they open the door, like people are running, and yeah. it makes you pause. You're like, oh my god, is something happening? Oh, it's the running it's of the, the bulls. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. running it's- of the nerds. But uh, it's fun, you know. It's like part of it, you know. Yeah. So yeah. it's like thumbs up to New York Comic Con. Now, if this is um, our listeners' first time uh, checking out our show, and they wanted to follow you and see what you're about. I love Mighty Mascots, by the oh, way. Nice. I think it's awesome. I'm so glad that it uh, got picked up by our, our Turna comics. Yeah. So I have the original Kickstarter one, too. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, yeah. this is even beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so if people wanted to follow you and they want the, a little bit more information about what you have going on, where can they find you? Everything you can find, like all my social media, right from my website, which is our production company, RecklessSidekick.com. Find it there. Or just Google search Mighty Mascots. I'll come up on any of the first page, you know? Yeah, he's on Instagram at Mighty underscore Mascots. And you can find me at, at Amy's Birdhouse on Instagram. And I tag Keith a lot. So those are the best ways to find us. Yeah. <laughs> see some of her awesome sculptures on there. Yes. Uh, the My Little Pony Demogorgon yeah. scared the crap out of me. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for joining us on Soul Wizard, and have a great con. All right. Thanks, Mark. Marky Mark, Soul Wizard Podcast, New York Comic Con 2019. And I was walking by. I ran into a creator. You know, you guys know how I feel about independent comic creators. My man, tell me what your name is. My name is Henri Kompen. I am the writer, creator, and producer of the Yisun Shin Trilogy. It's about a Korean admiral that fought the Japanese in the 1500s and miraculously he beat them 23 times in a row, despite being outnumbered 10 to 1 in every single battle. And that, it all actually happened. Now, that's awesome, dude. And what was the inspiration for doing this book? Well, the guy himself. I mean, it's like very rarely do you hear about historical figures that like were able to overcome uh, you know, such extreme odds and be victorious. Usually they end up becoming martyrs or whatever, but, you know... Uh, it's really amazing what he what he managed to do. Well, I like the subject matter. I like the artwork. I like your pitch, dude. I'm very looking forward to checking out these books. So good luck with it, man. I am honored. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, and I hope you enjoy the books. Thank you. All right, Wiz Kids, Marky Mark, So Wizard Podcast, New York Comic Con 2019. Um, you know how I do. I walk around. I check out the independent comic artists. I came across this booth, and I was blown away by the artwork. My man, tell me your name. How you doing? I'm Nuri Mac Adams, owner of Burning Spirit Comics. Uh, you can catch us down here at Booth 1161. We are the home of the Wildcard Chronicles comic book series. We got issue one and two on sale today. Come join the adventures and as we make history as the brothers of Nuri and Matthias Montes cut a bloody path in the history. It's going to be good stuff. Nice, man. Now, you know, you, you pitched it to me on the way by, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. You could have stopped, like, right at the beginning. I was, I was already sold. 
the, the cover for issue two kind of blew me away. So talk a little bit about what the, the book is about. Like, give the pitch so people can see what it's about. Okay. The book picks up in the wake of uh, uh, World War Three and its aftermath. The war is fought 70% in cyberspace, 30% in the battlefield, leaving the world's infrastructure intact. Okay. All 54 African countries unite. They win the war, making Africa one sovereign continent. And Africa wins the war, they have the resources. So they wanted a sovereign city-state inside of U.S. borders. And that's how Tekken City was born. Yo, I, I can't wait to read this now, man. I'm, <laughs> why am I talking to you now? I'm ready to read. Um, man, so uh, one more time, tell me the inspiration for you wanting to make this book. Well, the original inspiration was I saw how strong my father was. In the neighborhood I grew up in, all the black fathers were strong. All the fathers of color were strong. So I didn't understand the narrative that the media likes to push. So that was uh, the main drive. I wanted to show positive fathers of color and the love for their sons, which is really the core of the story itself. Nice, man. All right. So if people wanted to follow you, if they wanted to get their hands on a book, they wanted to see a little bit more about what it's about, where can they check you out at? They can come check us out at burningspearcomics.com. That's burningspearcomics with an X, dot com. Awesome. Thank you very much, man. Good luck with the book. All right, Wiz Kids. Marky Mark, so was their podcast, New York Comic Con 2019. And you know how I'm doing it, walking around independent comic book creators. And I came across a beautiful looking book called Exilium. And it's from Alterna Comics. If you listen to the show, you know that we definitely support Alterna. Uh, so introduce yourself and tell me a little bit about the book. What's your name? Hi, I'm Ben Slabak. I'm the writer-creator of Exilium. Okay. Hi, I'm Georgina Slabak. Right on. Okay. Now talk a little bit about... Oh, I just noticed your shirt, man. That's amazing. Yeah. Nice, nice. All right. So talk a little bit about what Exilium is about. Yeah. So Exilium is set in the not-too-distant future, where the first contact is made with an extraterrestrial life forms. Uh, intelligent ETs. So uh, basically what happens is they get run off their home planet by a more superior force. They don't really know who they are. So they end up uh, on Earth seeking refuge. They've got nowhere else to go. So inevitably, after a short while, that more powerful force arrives to Earth in, uh, in their footsteps. So all hell breaks loose then. Not only is there conflict on Earth between these refugees and certain factions of humans, but there's also these new these new mysterious aliens at the at the front door, Earth's front door. So a lot of conflict, drama, humor, a lot of mystery. Yeah. And it's all kind of revealed in the very last issue, which was released just a couple of months ago. And it's a great read. <laughs> now, it looks awesome. So there's seven issues, it looks like. Um, I'm definitely going to check out the beginning, the first two. Uh, if the fans wanted to learn a little bit more, and maybe follow you, see what's going on. Where can they find you at? Sure. So Exilium, obviously available through Alterna, alternacomics.com, or on my website, benslabak, S-L-A-B-A-K.com. Awesome. Well, Ben and Georgina, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us. Good luck with the book. You guys have a great con. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Exilium. All right, WizKids, Marky Mark, So Wizard Podcast, New York Comic Con 2019. I am here with the one and only Dirk Manning, writer of a book that I fell in love with on Free Comic Book Day a few months ago called Hope. Dirk, talk a little bit about your experience and what you love about New York Comic Con. Oh my gosh, New York Comic Con is, you know, I I think pound for pound, well, one of the best of the big comic, well, probably the best of the big comic cons in the country, you know, I love New York Comic Con. Uh, We're down here in Artist Alley and... If people have never been to Artist Alley near Comic Con, it is amazing. It is literally a who's who of not some of the top creators in the industry, but just the level of diversity here. I mean, you have artists and creators from Italy, from Brazil, from Portugal, I mean, you, you name it, all over, you know, Japan, and nonstop. And it's just, there is literally something for everyone here. Uh, when I walk around Artist Alley, you know, it's like the, the rare chances I get to like break away for a minute. Yeah. I can't get far because I'm blown away. I'm like, oh my God, there's Gail Simone. <laughs> oh my God, there's Babtar. Oh my God, there's Jimmy and Amanda. I mean, whatever, you know, Frank Cho. You know, I mean, you name it. It's just, it's insane, you know. Um, it, it's my, like I said, I almost get speeches. It's mind blowing. The Artist Alley here, if you're a fan of comics and people who create comics, 
this needs to be on your life list to hit Artist Alley in New York Comic Con. And the other thing is, a lot of people come to New York Comic Con, they'll spend four days in Artist Alley. Won't even hit the main floor because there's just so much action down here. Oh, yeah. Now, Hope is a book, like I said, I fell in love with when I got the first issue. Can you talk a little bit about what the story is about? Give the pitch to the fans so that they might be able to check it out. Right on, right on. Hope is a um, book about a mom who moonlights as a superhero. And uh, something very unexpected happens in the first couple of pages that really changes the trajectory of her whole life. And I don't want to give too much away to spoil people haven't read it, but I will say that she, uh, she gets outed against her wishes. Her secret identity gets outed. And things just really start to crumble from there. Awesome. Now, Dirk, if people wanted to check out the book or if they wanted to follow you, where can they find you at? Uh, all social media at Dirk Manning. DirkManning.com is my website. Hope Issue 4 just came out this week in comic shops. You might be able to still get copies of number one at least from SourcePoint Press website. SourcePoint Press is our esteemed publisher. Or uh, that'd be remiss also regarding Hope. You didn't look up Kaylin Smith as well. She's the artist and co-creator on the series. So, um, but yeah, my, my socials, DirkManning.com, uh, DirkManning across all social media, or SourcePoint Press is the publisher. Awesome. Thank you very much, man. I was going to talk about Kaylin's artwork because that's another thing that totally drew me in. Amazing. Yeah, she's here at the show as well. Talk about all these amazing creators here. Kaylin's, uh, you know, stones threw away from my table over here. And uh, again, just wealth of talent. It's just amazing. It's amazing to be among so many creative people. All right, sir. Well, I'll let you get back to work. Thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us here at Soul Wizard Podcast. Thank you, sir. All right. Awesome. Awesome work, Mark, at New York Comic Con. And I think that is pretty much everything we had for New York at this point. Me and Adam are working on a mega website page post to uh, have everything in one place in case you want to do that. So definitely uh, go check out YouTube, check out podcasts from two weeks ago. Um, There's plenty of stuff for you, hours of content for you on, on our trip to New York Comic Con. But now... It's time for us to review Zombieland 2 Double Tap. We're going to get started with a non-spoiler discussion, and then we'll play the spoiler sound drop and spoil the crap out of the movie. But to start, Markellis, what did you think of Zombieland 2? I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty much on par with the first one. Uh, I know it's getting like a lot of really good reviews. Like A lot of people are giving it super, super thumbs up. Uh, I had a good time watching it in the theaters. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I enjoyed myself while I was watching it, but I don't really care now that I'm done watching it. Like, okay, I, I saw it and it had some laughs and now I'm not watching it anymore and I don't really care. Like, <laughs> so you're not excited for like a Zombieland 3? No, I would go see Zombieland 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Uh, like I enjoyed myself while I was watching it, but not to the point where like, I felt like this was necessary or mm-hmm. like I gave two shits about anything that was happening. Oh, wow. Okay. All yeah. Right. <laughs> anything else non-spoiler you want to talk about or should we just jump right into it? Uh, yeah. I want to say if you are on the fence about it, uh, if you like the first one, I would say give the first one a rewatch. Um, you don't need to, uh, but there's definitely a few jokes that are linked to the first one that uh, pay off really good in the second one. If you like the first one, I think you'll like the second one. It's pretty much right on the same same level. Definitely. All right. Drop it like it's hot. We're going to spoil Zombieland 2. Spoiler alert. I had seen the future and I had to prevent it. All right, Marquez, give me what you liked about the movie. What do you got? You know, I before I, I went to see the new one, I rewatched the first one just to get familiar with it because it, it has been 10 years since uh, the original came out. And as I'm watching the first one, I'm like, I remember this movie being better. <laughs> and not, that, not that it's bad, but I'm enjoying it. And I'm enjoying the movie, but I'm, man, I'm like, man, I, I kind of remember this movie being a, a little bit funnier, I guess. And I think it's because in the 10 years since the first one came out, we've been like, overwhelmed with zombie stories you know what i mean like it seems like there's been a ton of them in the past 10 years and i honestly think that jesse eisenberg's portrayal of lex Luthor has kind of soured me on him uh <laughs> like you know this is post lex Luthor, so now I'm where's like, the boys sound drop <laughs> boys <laughs> hey well, one more one more boys mm. <laughs> 
Yeah, and so, you know, as much as I love his performance in uh, the animated classic Rio. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm not kidding. I love that movie. I, I love I love him in that movie. What about Rio 2? I never saw Rio 2, believe it or not. Because no, yeah. you didn't love Rio 1 enough. <laughs> I there, There's only a spot in my heart for one Rio, and that's Rio 1. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so as much as I love his performance in Rio, um, now that I see him post Lex Luthor, like watching, just watching Zombieland 1, I'm like, oh, God, this kid's kind of annoying. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> So, yeah, so I watched the first one and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is actually, you know, I remember it being better, but it's still a good movie. I, I still enjoyed it. So, uh, yeah, when I went to see the second one, I'm like, wow, this is just like the first one, like almost exactly like the first one. The same sight gags, the same kind of slow motion, uh, gory scenes like it's pretty much the first one. They only amped it up just a tad bit. Um, but that being said, I still thought it was enjoyable. I like the performances by the new people. Uh, the girl that plays Madison, Zoe Deutsch, she was amazing. I thought she was hysterical. Uh, it's always good to see Rosario Dawson on the screen. I'm not going to lie because he's still looking good. And uh, yeah, I liked the the um, the way that they amped up the zombies in this one. I thought that was a cool thing, even though it didn't factor into the story, the fact that they made a mention of it the fact that they knew that that's what they had to do for the sequel that i appreciated so uh yeah i really liked the new characters um and i really liked the uh the way that they looked the audience straight in the face and said yes this is a sequel and we're gonna do the stuff that sequels do so that i enjoyed and what about yeah. you enjoy um yeah i did not rewatch the first one yeah. before um i saw this so i just didn't have fucking time but uh, I did like the first one a lot. I remember really liking the first one. It was a world before podcasting. I don't even know what I liked anymore. <laughs> um, it was, uh, yeah, I really liked the first one. And, and, and I like I like a lot of things in this. I, like, like I said, I love the original cast, first of all. Um, you know, Emma Stone. Oh, love Emma Stone. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what's her name? The other girl. Abigail Breslin. I, yeah, I love her. She's fucking awesome. She's great in fucking Scream Queens. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So uh, I like her a lot too. So, um, you know, and Woody Harrelson's great. And even Jesse Eisenberg, I had the like, opposite reaction of, of you to him in this was I was like, oh, thank God he's not Lex Luthor anymore and I can enjoy him in something. <laughs> <laughs> even though he has that um, shit, what's that other guy that sucks? Oh, it's Scott Pilgrim. What's oh, his name? Mike, Michael Sarah. Like he has that Michael Sarah vibe about him. Yep. Like they kind of have like almost the same shtick. Mm-hmm. So that that is a little bit annoying. But I, I did enjoy him in this movie, so I, I didn't mind that he was in it. But I understand what you're saying about Lex Luthor. Every time you see this guy, it's like fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I loved the new characters too. I loved Madison. That was my favorite thing in the movie. I thought she was fucking hilarious. Like every time she was talking about anything, it was just fucking funny as hell. Mm, did you think that? Uh, did you think that he he killed her? No, I knew she was having an allergic reaction <laughs> within seconds of uh, her eating it. I was dying. I was dying. I thought he was gonna. Do, I did think he was gonna kill her though. So I thought that was pretty funny. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I I, I like that stuff a lot. I thought that was really funny. Um, had some cool kills and gore in it, even though it wasn't like a gory movie. You didn't think <laughs> but, it was? I thought it was super gory. Oh my god! Uh, not as bad as other things I've seen, but really, you know, Jesus, yeah. But I thought, I thought it was it was fun. It was fun. I liked it. Yeah. But now, what did you not like about it, Mark? Uh, I didn't like that it relied so much on the little gags from the first movie. You know what I mean? Like the the rules, uh, like his his rules for uh, you know surviving the zombie apocalypse versus the other guys list or commandments for surviving the apocalypse. Like that's a joke, and it's funny when they throw it into the background where you can't really see it uh where it's like one of those things where they don't make a they don't put it like right in your face it's like really subtle so that's cool but then when they put it like right in the front like dead center right in the front i'm like all right this joke has gone on way too long it it went on about probably about five rules way too long that i thought was annoying and i thought the i thought the ending seemed a little anticlimactic i don't know i it seemed like there should have been something man obviously they were put in a position where where you want your heroes to be in the third act of a movie, where they take away all of their weapons, take away all of their chances of survival, uh, and then put them up against something that's incredibly tough to beat. And I thought the way that they did it was okay, but I kind of felt like I'd just seen that in uh, Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> 
they didn't go to Samoa for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that was, that was a little disappointing, but you know, one thing I actually, one thing I just remembered that I actually really did like was the fight scene at the fake Graceland. That was fucking amazing. Yes. Yeah. That. And when they uh, go through the white house lawn was great at the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the action scenes were really good in the movie. Now, what about you? What, di- what didn't you like about it? Uh, how long do you have? <laughs> really? Um, yeah, it's just things that really bothered me when watching it. Um, the plot just seems inconsequential. Yeah. Like we spend literally the movie's like what an hour and a half long. I think we spent 45 minutes just with them farting around in the white house mm-hmm. before the actual plot of the movie kicked in. So like I'm watching it and it felt like someone, you know, back in the day, you would watch like a cartoon, like, I don't know, Spiral Zone or He-Man or Thundercats, whatever. And then they would take like three episodes and edit them together and release it on VHS as a movie. <laughs> yes, in a big clamshell case. <laughs> right. That's what this – it felt like I was watching episodes of a TV show. Like mm-hmm. nothing mattered that was happening. It was just jokes, jokes, jokes. And there was no fucking plot to anything that was happening. Until eventually Little Rock leaves with the hippie guy. But even that just didn't – there was no like oomph to anything that was happening. Like nothing – it never felt like there was any danger or plot. And part of that is also that every character – and I I forget. I remember we talked about this some other movie a few months ago. But I don't remember which one it was because all we do is watch movies and talk about them. Um, Every – everyone is a comedian in the movie. Mm-hmm. Every single person actually, it feels like every single person has the same voice because all they are are sarcastic comments about everything that's happening. But there, no one's playing it straight at all. The whole movie, there, it. So it, the characters don't even seem like they give two shits about what's happening. So it's hard to get invested in anything other than laughing at what's happening and jokes and gore. I, I just guess I wanted a little bit more like story wise mm-hmm. or something to like care about what the fuck was happening. But like every even when something does happen, like somebody has to make a comment. <sighs> Can we just do we have a fucking movie? Like I, <laughs> I, I appreciate, you know, I appreciate the comedy because I did laugh a lot and I didn't enjoy things that were happening in the movie. But it was just it didn't feel like a movie. It just felt like a series of vignettes mm-hmm. about people, sarcastic people living in zombie world. Yep. Yep, you fucking nailed it, dude. That's exactly what it is. There's no sense of urgency to anything at all. It's like, okay, let's go here. Oh, nope, that didn't work out. Let's go here. All right, let's go here. Yeah, yeah, there is no one that was in any real real danger of anything happening to him. Um, the only like real big plot points were uh, them finding the girl who ran off with the, uh, the hippie guy and whether Emma Stone would marry the other guy, marry a... Uh, Jesse Eisenberg's character. Um, and who cares about that? Nobody. If you think about it in, in, in context of the, the world that they're in, what does it even fucking matter? There's no one to marry them. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And the four of them live together. So what, God, not to get crazy, but like, it's like when you have friends that are, have been dating for like 25 years and they live together, they have kids together, they split, share all the bills together. They own a house together. And then they're like, we're going to get married. What the fuck have you been doing for 25 years? <laughs> like, like, wow, you're going to put a ring on and live exactly the same? Like, who cares? <laughs> Thanks yep. for the party, but Jesus, like, it really lost meaning about 20 years ago. <laughs> yep. So I, I definitely, um, I definitely understand exactly what you're talking about, dude. I think you, you hit it right on the, you hit the nail right on the head. That's exactly what it is. It's a series of jokes, um, strung together. I mean, it, luckily the jokes are, are serviceable and they work. And uh, the amped up zombies didn't really go anywhere. Like I thought for sure when they introduced those, I'm like, okay, that is going to play into the plot somehow. And it doesn't except for like (laughs) a couple of jokes based on like the really dumb zombies. And like it only happened twice and that was it. But, you know, they've been trying to make the sequel. They've been trying to make a TV show. They've been there's been a lot of zombie land ideas floating around for the past 10 years. So I I think they just kind of all put them together in this little hodgepodge. And right. luckily, all of the actors agreed to come back to it. Right. And don't get me wrong. This isn't like Glass or Hellboy <laughs> or some like face-meltingly awful movie. Like I enjoyed myself mm-hmm. the hour and a half I was sitting there watching it. I laughed. There was cool kills and and stuff. And I, I like these actors as these characters. Like it, it was fun to watch. But like there, it, there's no there there. Like I'm not 
bought into anything that's happening. It's just like, that was a funny joke. That was a cool gore explosion. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. On to the next area. Like, I I didn't, I don't feel any at all. I, I don't think I'll ever watch this again. And, and if they made a new another zombie land in three in three or ten years, like great, I'll go see it. But I'm not sitting here like frothing at the mouth for another entry in this series because of the storyline or how much I care about what's happening to the characters. Because even the characters don't give a shit about what's happening to them. So yeah, yeah, and uh, a true moral, at least a mark for me in my in my books. If a, a sequel comes out or a reboot, and I want to watch the original before I go see the new one, usually I can just dig into my big that of dvds that i already own to pull it out and watch it i'd never got Zombieland like 10 years ago or 11 or nine years ago when it came out on dvd i'd never bought it so i must not have loved it as much as i thought i did wow Um, so this one is pretty much right on par with that one yeah (laughs) (laughs) any other thoughts on uh, Zombieland 2 well i can see how woody harrelson wound up in venom because uh this is the same director as venom so I'm looking forward to seeing Woody Harrelson. Not that I've seen him in Zombieland 2. I mean, you know, obviously he's a good actor. He's good in Star Wars and a bunch of cool stuff. But now that I've seen him here and I've seen that Ruben Fleischer actually can make a good movie after Venom, then uh, I'm psyched to see uh, Venom 2, even though he's not directing it. I'm psyched to see Woody Harrelson back as uh, Carnage. Yeah, I like Woody Harrelson. He's a good actor. So um, I don't think I like him enough to like follow anything he's in, but, you know. He's been good and stuff, so mm-hmm. we'll see if they can put him in a bad red wig and, and get him on, on screen as Carnage. Fingers so. crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I will give a shout out to uh, Madison for being quite cute <laughs> in this movie. Uh, I don't know what she looks like in real life, but yeah. Fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's another one of those people who just do like independent movies. She was in that movie that... um. It was like uh, Happy Death Day is a girl who like died in a car crash, but she kept reliving the same day over and over again. But it was before Happy Death Day. It was like the serious version of it. Angry Life Day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she's she's the star of that movie. And like, you know, even though she's like headline a full movie, no one really knows who she is. So she's still kind of a newcomer. But uh, she yeah, she rocks in this one. She's awesome. Yeah. And fucking uh, Luke Wilson is actually pretty good in this one, too. Yeah. I, I uh, See, I liked that when it happened. But one, it was ruined in the trailers. And two, it just went on forever. Yep. And it's completely inconsequential after all that. <laughs> well, you have to explain where the big monster truck came from. They could have got a monster truck anywhere. It's a fucking <laughs> apocalypse. We didn't need, like, it's just another fucking 20 minute vignette of nothing. Like, these could have been YouTube shorts. We didn't have to make a movie. But it, it did give that really cool fight at Graceland, which is all done right. in one take. So I think yeah. that's, that's the reason why the director said, I want to make a one take shot. I want to do a Kingsman type of shot and do like a big action scene all in one take. And uh, I just need a story to get me there. And uh, that was it. Yeah. that was, and, and again, that was a really cool action scene. So <laughs> <laughs> again, I, I feel like I'm shitting on this movie and, and I'm, I really shouldn't. I don't want you to feel like you shouldn't see it if you're interested in it. Because again, it's not bad. It's just not great. And you have to kind of see it to understand what we're talking about. The feeling of it when you're watching it. Like if you see if you see it, you'll you'll know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I'll say it again. Depending on how you feel about the first one, that's probably how you feel about the second one. It's almost exactly the same. Right. So cool. All right. Well, I guess we'll uh, we'll wrap that up then with a score out of five, zero being the worst and five being the best. Mark Ellis, what do you got for Zombieland 2 colon double tap? I'm going to give it a solid three, three out of five. All right. Well, uh, I am going to give it a two and a half out of five. Uh, Not great. Not bad. It's kind of there. Probably would have went for a two if it wasn't for uh, Madison in the movie because I really <laughs> thought she was attractive and uh, really funny in the movie. So that was the best part of the movie for me. That's uh, so that's uh, Zombieland two. Yeah, let's uh, let's get some recommendations and wrap it up. What do you got for the listeners this week, Mark Ellis? Uh, yeah, this is going to be kind of an unorthodox recommendation from me. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, so there's a filmmaker that I love. His name is John Carney. He did a movie called Once that I've seen uh, four times in the theaters that I love. He did a movie. Isn't that on your top 10 of all time? Top 10 of all time, definitely. Uh, He did a movie called Sing Street, which is really cool. Uh, Begin Again. He does these kind of dramas that are centered around like music. Uh, But he has a new TV show on Amazon called Modern Love. And it's basically a bunch of smaller love stories that are inspired by um, articles in the New York Times magazine. And, you know, 
I'm looking at the trailer. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't want to watch this romance shit. That looks boring as fuck. But I do like him, so I'll give it a shot. And he's a really good filmmaker. And these stories are actually really interesting. And then the fact that it's a TV show that's, um, you know, like an anthology. Like there's not, the stories doesn't all connect. They're just little half an hour love stories uh, that they squeeze a lot of information into them. Uh, I think it's, so far, it's been really good. And the performances have been amazing. Anne Hathaway does an amazing job in her episode. Uh, but it's called Modern Love. It's on Amazon Prime from filmmaker John Carney, one of my favorite filmmakers. Uh, so definitely check that out. Awesome. Well, I will recommend everybody goes to SoWizardPodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. App slash Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. So anywhere you listen to podcasts, we are there. So you can subscribe to us. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube. You can search So Wizard Podcast. We will be right there with a channel filled with content. Uh, hours, like we said before, hours of New York Comic Con stuff on there. Interviews, cosplay videos. Uh, even a video Mar- uh, Adam took of just walking around the floor. So you can kind of get an idea of, of what it's like there at the show. It was really cool. Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Podcast. You can support the show monetarily and get extra episodes of the show that are exclusive to Patreon. Uh, the only place you can hear our reviews of movies like Bohemian Rhapsody, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Dora and the Lost City of Gold, and more. This month we'll be talking about our top three scary movies for Halloween. So check it out. And I will recommend you check out the new series on HBO, Watchmen, which is based on the TV. Well, it's a TV series based on the comic book from DC Comics, not the movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> F you, Zack Snyder. They're saying, um, not me. No, it, it takes a lot of visual cues from the movie, but it is storyline wise based on the comic book because the giant squid happened. Oh, nice. Do they, don't tell me they do like a flashback to the giant squid incident. They don't show it, but... Uh, <laughs> It definitely happened. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. But they, there's it like, definitely happened. There's ink all over the city. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it takes place in real time from the 80s, from when the first one happened. But I mean, it's not great so far. I have some problems with the pilot, um, but it shows flashes of being really cool. So we'll see where it goes. It's really going to be on where the story goes from where they're setting up, but. For uh, first episode, I thought it was pretty cool, so definitely worth checking out. Maybe we'll talk about it in the future once the season is complete. But that is going to do it for episode number 272 of the So Wizard Podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host has been the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagan. I already nutted up, so now I'm shutting up. Wakanda forever. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. Good journey.